Good morning, everybody, and welcome back. This is season number three, episode 70 of the Still City Insider podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside the insider himself, Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, Steelers season is upon us. How are you doing this fine day? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm a little ragged. You know, I was going to let my alarm go off at 4.30, but I got up at 4, and I just started, and I haven't been able to stop. I like to leave my writing for the morning, but it makes for harried mornings. I, I like to I like to marinate uh, from the practice and uh, add better commentary to my practice reports. And so, uh, anyway, uh, I do want to mention that we have a huge sale for the next two days at Steel City Insider, seventy five percent off. It's just eight cents a day for a year. You know. You can't beat it. it. It's local coverage. It's honest coverage. It's not clickbait. It's well thought out. We have really good writers, and I've been there 29 years. I have a lot of sources. And that's enough of the marketing. I'm a terrible marketer, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I mean, it's a tremendous value. You're right. I mean, that's that's something that uh, that always stands out when we, when we get on these podcasts. I think about what you've covered the team since 95, so you've got the the depth in terms of knowing that this team inside and out and what a new team it is this year, right? There's a lot of new faces that have, have well, been. Let me just mention the old faces to tell you how long I've been there. Aaron Smith just put into the hall of honor after his, I believe five years retirement or he's been retired 10 years. Maybe uh, I asked him who, who took him under his wing when he first came to the Steelers mm-hmm. and he said, Mark Bruner who was the first round draft pick in 1995, the year I came in. <laughs> That's how long, I mean, I feel like I'm like, I'm like grandfather, you know, Mark and Mark and I laughed about it the other day. We're, we're like grandfathers to all these players now. Yeah. Well, you are because, the, hey, Aaron came in a year after Joey Porter senior and here I'm covering Joey Porter junior. So. Wow. I mean, that has to be, uh, <laughs> that has to be pretty surreal to come full circle like that. With the player. Well, uh, thank God I have my help. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm still out there. I mean, it's not really physically easy for reporters these days. There's no more staying at the dorms. There's no more anything. You know, somebody said, what's practice like? I said, everybody yells at me. They go, who? I go, everybody. You know, fans were in the way of the fans. The security we're in the way of security, new security people. Uh, you know, the PR staff's always telling us that's their job is to yell at us. The players, they don't want to talk to us. The coaches don't want to tell us anything. <laughs> but we 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 move on. You know, free lunches do a lot. Yes. And, hey, I get to experience those free lunches, I hope, uh, when I come out because I, I got to partake in those last year. Man, that's a one heck of a spread. It's nice. It, it, I'm grateful. Yes, I'm yeah. grateful. So awesome. it, it makes all being yelled at all day long. Well, then you could just come yell at me whenever you come. You can just take it out on me. That's all. No, I'm yes. I'm going to yell at you. It there was somebody go. I can yell at. Right. There you go. <laughs> That's how it works. We're, we're a mutual admiration society around here. So big day yesterday uh, in, in Steelers Nation. As the pads come on, it's the first padded practice. Contact was taking place. And 
if you haven't read the the notebook number five from Jim uh, uh, on the Insider, check that out. But Jim, a lot of highlights, things that stood out from not just that practice, but from camp so far. Um, where do you want to begin? I mean, there's so much to cover. Well, yesterday, I mean, the physicality, I don't know that it's any more physical than before, but it's just such a jolt, an exciting jolt for us to watch them hit. I, I know that's kind of crude, but that's what we football fans want at our core. Yeah. Is that wow. explosive sound. And, you know, and backs on backers started it yesterday. And uh, that's always been the most physical contact drill of camp. And I had been lamenting the last few years, the lack of real, for lack of a better word, violence and pop and explosion and the sound of pads hitting pads because the backs get a, the backers get a running start as the backs are back off the line. Whereas Darnell Washington received much kudos for blocking TJ Watt. He was on the line. It wasn't like TJ had that running start that in the past, I remember Lawrence Timmons obliterated some poor guy who showed up in a neck brace the next day. Uh, uh, Lamar Woodley, you know, Tomlin used to love, you know, if somebody would come into camp, thinks he's a big physical offensive player. Hey, Wood, come on over here. DJ thinks he can take you. And Woodley would blow people up. I mean, it's extreme violence. Those talented big linebackers. Well, I, I we, we saw some of that yesterday, in my mind, Landon Roberts. Okay. Really brought to mind Lawrence Timmons. And just, <laughs> there was this poor number 33. I didn't, I, my roster was from the previous day, so he wasn't on there. It, apparently a running back they had just signed, John Lovett. Hmm. Just flattened him. I mean, total, you, you hear the sound, you, you see him run over, and you're like, who is who to come run over? What number is that? Who is that guy? And then, you know, Tomlin calls for, again, a repeat. Same thing, just flat out ran him over. And and a little later, uh Tomlin asked Jalen Warren to step up and block Alandon Roberts. Mm -hmm. And he blocked him. He stuffed him. And Alandon Roberts is a physical dude. And Tomlin even commented, because I've been writing things that uh, he, Alandon Roberts was Brian Flores' guy. He was his captain in New England and his captain in Miami. When Flores went from linebacker coach at New England to Miami head coach, he signed Alandon Roberts, brought him over, made him captain. And now a year after Flores leaves, Landon Roberts is with the Steelers. And everybody tells me, yeah, that was his boy. And I, no no specific uh, incidences of input from Flores. But I don't know if Tomlin had been reading my commentary that this is what Brian Flores picked. But yesterday he said, we've liked him ever since he was at the University of Houston. So, uh, okay, the Steelers have liked him for a long time. And I see why. He's a physical, physical backer. Um, and Jalen Warren stepped up and blocked him. And Jalen Warren, to me, should be the starting running back. I know that's what all the nerds say because it's obvious at practice that he's more explosive, but he's bigger this year, even. He's yeah. he looks like Robert Newhouse, the bowling ball, the human bowling ball, way back <laughs> with the Cowboys. I don't know. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Najee isn't going all out. I, I don't know. He's going against first teamers too. Jalen 
Uh, Jalen got in. Jalen popped like a 75-yard run yesterday. Uh, Kenny Robinson missed the tackle, but Kenny Robinson was playing first team in place of KZ and Minka, who are out. So Kenny Robinson, two interceptions the other day, was rewarded with the starting uh, gig yesterday next to Keanu Neal. And Warren ran him right over and on his way to 75 yards. Wow. But Warren's impressive. Alandon Roberts is impressive. Quan Alexander was impressive. And I don't know it's just because he has fresh legs or not. Yeah. Uh, Darnell Washington blocking T.J. Watt, of course, was impressive. Darnell Washington going up and securing a pop-up throw that Trubisky threw off his back foot under pressure. Just He just heaved it, and Washington went up easily, boxed out, went up, waved, you know, Mount Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh the other guy who's impressing me and and you can ask me about other players uh but the other guy is nick herbig um the fourth round draft pick mm-hmm. i i kept writing in my report about how he'd get blocked by people that's not my point is he wasn't easily blocked i thought it was impressive to block him because he looks like a handful to me I don't know. I guess he's not an inside linebacker. They're going to keep him outside because he gets there. Yeah. And Broderick Jones in the one-on-ones did really well against Marcus Golden. Three in a row, just stuffed him. And then third one, he pancaked him. Broderick Jones is the real deal. Wow. So one one more guy. Sorry. Spencer Anderson. Wolfley had written up him, uh, written him up the other day in his column. uh, Said he reminded him Kelvin Beachman. I could see it. He's plucky. He he has a natural knack for pass uh, blocking. I, I don't know how strong and physical he is in the run game, but it looks like a great seventh round value uh, as an offensive tackle. Yeah. Well, there's a, a, a lot to unpack there. So I'll, I'll try to go back through starting with that. Uh, <laughs> Landon Roberts that hit, hit on Love It and uh, talking about that inside linebacker room. You know how much I love the inside linebackers, um, but the, the physicality that Roberts put on display. Cole Holcomb, don't know if you have any um, reports on how he's been performing, Mark Robinson, and then the addition of Quan Alexander. Um, it, it seems like they're building building some depth here. Uh, it, yeah. It later on, does that speak to how they feel about their one and two? Or what? what's the – I don't think so. Defense? I don't think so. I, I think it speaks more to depth. And also, Quan Alexander, you know, his signing was later in the year, and it perhaps – perhaps gave him an indication that he's not expected to be the starter and to not pull a Melvin Ingram if he doesn't play as much as he wants in the first couple games, that this kind of depth is necessary, especially as such a physical position. Now, And Cole Holcomb has been injured, and Alana Roberts is getting up there in a little bit in age. Quan's up there a little bit in age. But you have three guys, three legitimate veteran inside linebackers who are – uh, quick to diagnose, who has still have speed, uh, and 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 thirst for contact. You know, Cole Holcomb seems to be the least physical of those three, but he's physical enough. He's tough, yeah, and he looks good in coverage. I know we keep writing that Cody White beat him, George Pickens beat him. And if you notice, they're all wide receivers. They're they're testing Cole. And he's only like a step behind in these crossing patterns with the wide receivers. But I forget who he was co- tasked with covering the other day, but he dove and made a great pick. Just he, 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 for all his reputation as a coverage backer, he looks like a coverage backer, but still tough enough. 
Yeah. But not Alana Roberts tough. And Quan, man, I don't know if he's this crazy dude or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to make a point, if he has fresh legs, if he's that good. And and he's going against second and third teamers still. So yeah. I'll temper that a little bit. But three impressive guys. And you asked about Mark Robinson. He is he's raw. Yeah. And he looks like he can be that guy someday. But he, I'm glad that the Quan Alexander signing will give Robinson more time to okay. develop. And he may never develop. He was a seventh round pick. He, he was a running back in college. Yeah. With only I mean, he played year. linebacker for his senior year, but yeah. And then shifting a bit, you talked about Darnell Washington, uh, his reps against TJ Watt and um, backs on backers held his ground there uh and you know he was referenced as being the best blocking tight end coming out in the draft uh which really that can lend some strength to this offensive line and then you mentioned the reps that Broderick Jones had and the performance of Spencer Anderson how about collectively as a whole how's the offensive line look to you again I know it's only one day in pads but has a unit overall that first team look strong anybody standing out you know I I think it's more on picket I think Pickett's trying to read more, go through his progressions, and it's causing him hesitation off the snap that he didn't have last year that I don't remember like this. He's on the run, and I saw this in the spring, and I wrote about it. He's on the run every pass. Don't you want him in the pocket making a decisive read to somebody who's open right off, you know, right off the line? He has to learn all this. It could be it could be the dynamic of taking a step back to take two steps forward. That's mm-hmm. just my guess right now. And and you know, Mike Tomlin or Mike Sullivan, the quarterbacks coach, wouldn't, I'm sure, go into detail and, and make Kenny uh trust it, have have less confidence than he has already, but he, he just doesn't seem to be reading quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's he's running for his life on nearly every play. I don't know that it's the offensive line's fault. Mm-hmm. I just think he's taking too much time to read. Okay. So anyway, that's an early criticism. You know, Kenny, I think, is accurate. And Kenny has a lot going for him. And he does throw well on the run. He mm-hmm. has that going for him. Yeah. I mean, so maybe maybe it'll turn out to be best for him to, to continue improvising and, and running and throwing on the run. Because guys like Deontay Johnson respond and get open when he's on the move and you know, pickings, you can just heave it up. And same with Mount Washington, you could just heave it up. Yeah. Do you think maybe part of that is the, uh, the criticism of Pickett last year, not throwing the deep ball uh, very often or not throwing it very well, that he's looking for that home run shot more. And that's I, I don't know if it's criticism, but it's something the offense definitely needs. And the coaches know that. So they're, they're, they're yes. So maybe, maybe that's part of it. Good, good call, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just he's just under too much pressure. I, I'd like to see some more pocket passing. Okay. Instead, of, I asked Sullivan about, hey, you know, do you don't you want to see more pocket passing from Kenny? Oh yeah, we've asked him to uh, step up and, and and wade through the the waves. Yeah, okay, he's doing that, but uh, you know, that's the thing. Watching Ben for eighteen years, six five quarterback stands in the pocket and can deliver. But hey, Ben was on a run a lot too. You know, that was a strength of his too. But when you're six five, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And you use a term to refer to a uh, new signing, a, a free agent that was brought on board that I knew, I knew that you liked, Patrick Peterson, but you referred to him as a gazelle. And uh, wanted to, to kind of dig into that a little bit because I know he got some reps at free safety. How has Peterson looked uh, incorporated into the Steelers' defense? I think gazelle says it all when you're a <laughs> cornerback, you know, in coverage. But I tell you, as a nickel or a safety, he looks like a cornerback tackling. <laughs> I mean, he might be one of the great tacklers tackling cornerbacks, but he's not wearing Rod Woodson size pads out there. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know, Rod Woodson wore those big pads and he hit people when he became a safety and it fit. Yeah. I wonder about Patrick. Uh, there, It's going to be half when he plays a nickel, it's going to be have to be uh, pass plays. Mm-hmm. For sure, you would hope. I'm not saying he's not tough, but he's a corner. He looks like a corner in the middle of the field. Mm. And those guys get run over. Yeah, yeah. And then that leads us to uh, Joey Porter Jr., who has been the talk uh, of camp and and the reps he's getting, having a short memory, um, you know, if he's given up a big play. And yesterday... Uh, it's it's been all the rage. Everybody's been talking about the another highlight real catch uh, that was caught on a uh, couple camera phones. It was posted out there on Twitter. George Pickens uh, catching a, a a beautiful pass over Porter, and then there was some <laughs> there was some banter that occurred after that. But that's been a matchup um, that's been occurring in camp, right? That has been pretty heated and intense. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of Calvin Austin on Porter, too. They're, they're testing Porter's speed, and he's been getting beat. And he would grab Austin uh, and and catch up to underthrown balls that I don't know were reported by others as definitively as they should have been. There was some grabbing. So that concerned me a little bit, a little bit. But Porter's not that far behind, and... The Pickens play, I think everybody loves that play, not just because of the catch, because of the coverage. Mm-hmm. It was a case of both guys looking great. Because, you know, w- when you post something of a great catch, as a Steeler fan, you look and see who he beat, and you're like, eh, that, that's good for the receiver, but bad for our corner. Well, this play, <laughs> Porter was in spectacular position, right? Just how do you defend that catch? That was that was a miracle catch, and uh, Pickens is special, and it's exciting. That matchup in itself defines the excitement of this team. I think right now that yeah. kind of size and speed on the outside that they really haven't had. Yeah. So let's spend a little bit of time talking about Porter and Pickens, and let's start with Porter. Are you seeing enough from Porter, and are you hearing that he has an opportunity to to start? Uh, early this season? Well, it's going to be a Broderick-Jones situation, too. It's just when the time is right. Uh, Broderick will probably be brought in uh, unless he smokes more in preseason, and it's obvious. But with those pass rushers he's going against, I believe they'll ease him into the uh, onto the play, playing field um, as a third tight end and, and then look for his opportunity, whereas Porter, Porter will be – not eased. He'll be pushed onto the field as a third corner, and then either Peterson will move inside, or I'm not sure. They'll try to get. I'm not sure if they'll take Peterson off the field, but they'll be trying to get Porter as many reps as possible because you there are more opportunities for three corners to play than there are for three offensive tackles to play. 
Yeah. But um, I, I mean, the Peterson's going to start. He is clearly the, the cover corner deluxe that they have. And uh, Levi Wallace is a solid veteran. Yeah. And, you know, Porter will eventually, who knows, Peterson will last for a while, but you would assume uh, Porter will eventually take Levi Wallace's spot. But yeah. There's more opportunity for three corners. Yeah. And with Corey Trice going down yesterday. Yeah. Corey was looking good. Corey's got the Joey Porter Jr. size and speed, but not the knees. And and that was the knock. That's why he lasted till the seventh round, I believe, because of the medical. Now he injured, it looked like a right knee yesterday. It was the right leg. And his previous ACL was a left ACL. So okay. it's not the same one. But yeah, man, he really looked in pain. He couldn't put any weight at all on that right foot. Wow. That's uh very unfortunate for that young so, man getting an opportunity and, and look promising. And then uh talking about pickings, what's been the difference from pickings year one to year two in camp? Uh, obviously the the spectacular catches uh continue to to showcase but have there been fine details in his game that you're noticing that are different from the previous season if, if i were able to notice those fine differences people <laughs> would maybe stop yelling at me <laughs> i would be a coach um i don't know he looked spectacular last year and i'm not sure i wouldn't be able to define his route running. Um, there's so much to watch. I don't have access to practice tape, and I like to talk to sources after after a good week of hitting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't dig into the flag football portion of camp. And Pickens, you saw the spectacular catch he made on Porter. So I don't, I don't know that he had to improve all that much, but, you know, because when I ask him, he says, no, he belongs in the Pro Bowl now. I don't need to improve. That's the kind of confidence he has. Yeah, it's I amusing. It's, it's, not a, it's not a mean kind of confidence. It's not arrogance. He's just, he's a happy-go-lucky kid. He yeah. really seems to be to me. But he can flip that switch when he needs to. <laughs> and shove the ball in Joey Porter's face and Joey smacked it back. I love that. Yeah. I'm waiting for uh, – remember, I don't know if you watched the highlight um, of Pickens in the Air Force game from college. I'm waiting for a moment like that in the NFL. That's why I bring up that he's happy-go-lucky, I think, because he kind of erupted on that player then. And he kind of – there were some people saying some – trying to make some negative comments about uh, about him coming out of the draft. I haven't seen any of that. He just yeah. seems very happy-go-lucky, easygoing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad a Pittsburgh Steeler. So, yeah, Jim, we covered a lot. Anything else that you want to hit on as we wrap up uh, episode seventy, season number three? Man, we've been together for quite a while. Right, right. It's it's getting there. It's, it's seventy three. This is episode seventy three. Well, it's it's the start of season three, and this is episode oh. seventy. So we've been together seventy episodes. Okay. Yeah. I have nothing else. I mean, we're going to be doing this on a weekly basis now. And, you know, I'll be thinking of things then. Friday Night Lights is Friday. Uh, this Friday, um, I assume they'll be hitting today. And so we'll have full reports. Uh, I've got some morning afters planned, some talking to some key people. Uh, so uh, I, I think, uh, you know, our, our site is worth the eight cents a day. Uh, they, actually, 
everybody should pay for one source. Yeah. If it's not us, somebody else. But I mean, all that free stuff on the internet is just getting so tiresome with all the clickbait. Yeah. It's just a national guy says something about Kenny Pickett, and we've got 12 stories thinking that this is a true thing. And it's it's not from local coverage. It's from media guys sitting at the ESPN front desk that don't have anything to do with the Steelers. So uh, I, I, I think our, our source of, of information is the best myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I like your George Pick, Pickens-ass confidence. Yes. Yes. I don't hey. need to improve, man. Hey. Just throw yeah. me the ball. Real, real fast. So uh, I'll, I'll be coming out to, to spend the, the weekend uh, with you out there in camp. Hopefully we don't get rained out on Friday Night Lights like last year and Wolf doesn't have to fight the skunk. That was fun, though. <laughs> that was fun. We went to Sharkies and that was an enjoyable time. It so, was. I'm looking forward. Uh, yeah. It, it, rain, or, rain or shine, we're going to have fun either way. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. Episode 70. We appreciate your support. Make sure that you check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Subscribe if you haven't yet done that. Sign up. Uh, please share this podcast with your family and friends. Leave us a comment. You can follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. And we will see you back here next week for episode number 71 of the Still City Insider podcast. Take care, everyone. <laughs>